Again, it has not been a warm end to 2021, and now here we are in 22. Happy New Year to you, by the way. Still feeling the effects of uh, winter. Old man winter making himself known and certainly on the farm. I've talked with several farmers over the last couple of weeks of snow and wind and ice and everything that we've had. And pretty much unanimously they've said, ugh. (laughs) If that's descriptive enough. I talked to one farmer who's like, I've been looking at properties in Florida. I wonder if we could dairy in Florida. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Joining me right now is Brianna DeBrian, um, and she is herd manager out. Uh, what's the What's the actual farm name? I don't know. It, hey, it's Jerry Vandellen's place out there. But what is the the official name of the farm, Brianna? So we are Vandellen Farms LLC. Oh, okay. All right. I figured it wasn't something you know. That's how I would name my farm too. Other people come up with these fancy names, but I, I yeah, that's why this nope. sh- that's why this show is just called the Farming Show. They're like, what do you want to call it? Uh, the Farming Show. Okay, so it's been that way for something like what eight years now. Um, you guys have been having to deal with the cold, and you know, for a lot of folks who aren't farming you know that's amounted to making sure their pipes don't freeze and dealing with shoveling out the driveway and slippery driving conditions and stuff like that it takes on a whole new um meaning when there's a storm and weather like this on a farm does it not yeah that's definitely safe to say we go into (laughs) definite button down survival mode until everything decides to melt (laughs) yeah exactly so what what uh first and foremost as as this cold weather was forecast and it was getting close what did you guys start to do to get ready Step one was we used the recycled manure that we used through our separator and heavily bedded all of our lay stalls for the cows and made sure the maternity calving area, because we've got a group big barn where there's no individual stalls, but for our close-up girls who are 30 days to calving, all calve in one spot. So we made sure to get that nice and deep in straw so that way when babies were born, they had a better chance of staying warm. Um, washed every single water trough we possibly could because we didn't know the next time we really wanted to dump water on the ground and made sure all the barn doors closed. (laughs) Yeah. How much wind do you guys get there? I know you're getting closer out towards Nugent's Corner, which is almost its own little subclimate, and they don't get the wind, the northeast wind, like we do up here, you know, where I'm at in Linden and north of Linden. Do you get wind there? We do. Um, I would say not as drastic as Linden, but definitely enough to make drifts on the farm. Good time. So as it as it began to roll in and things got cold, what starts to happen? What inevitably the stories I hear are of things going wrong and oftentimes well, some things that you may expect and some things that you may have never seen coming just because cold weather and snow pushes everything to the max. Yeah. Um the first thing that we start to see is scraping availability availability in pens start to go down. So mm. we're trying really hard not to we're gonna keep the girls clean, but we also don't wanna take away all of their traction. 
So as things start to freeze, also our manure tunnel, we were very lucky it has not frozen. So we've been able to keep things moving underground, but on the surface level, things are pretty frozen. And that includes our separator. So all of our liquids and solids are currently going into the lagoon because there is no way to be eco-friendly and recycle currently. Mm. Um which means that we have switched to all sawdust bedding for yeah. the meantime. But 5 a.m. this morning, super cold, went out to go start the sawdust tractor, and our hydraulic lines had broken on it. <laughs> Luckily, we this is why we own two. <laughs> <laughs> but that was nice and deep in snow, so we had to um, shovel out the old one and get everything attached and solve the next problem of getting the girls some fresh bedding. <laughs> Brianna DeBrian is with us. Uh, she is, now I forget already. I had you on my podcast, Real Food, Real People podcast. What has it been? Several months ago now. Um, and I've forgotten what your official title is there at the farm. I am a herd manager. Herd so manager. I okay. I think, yep. I, so I had that right. Whew. You, you did. I rarely Woo. get people's titles right. Um, but uh, she's herd manager out at Vendelin uh, Farms, uh, out uh, like southeast of Everson. Um, they've been in the throes of dealing with cold weather, just like every other, well, dairy farms uh, bear the brunt of it. These lucky crop farmers are pretty much sitting in their house um, watching the snow blow by, you know, the berry guys, the crop guys, uh, but dairy farming never stops. And that's the bottom line here, right, is, is how to keep this whole thing going. You've been talking about, you know, keeping things thawed, um, sawdust tractor not working. What what other kind of stuff comes up that you have to deal with in the middle of this? So I guess the main key is we want to keep because cows are coming into heat every single day. They have a natural body cycle as they calve. They'll come back into heat, and when they come into heat, they jump and act a little crazy. Mm -hmm. So we've been very lucky that some of the heat cycles have been slightly suppressed with the cold weather, but even though there's a sprinkle and few of there that need to be put in a separate pen so we don't have any slips, trips, or falls. Yeah, that's dangerous enough under normal conditions, right, when cows start to do that? Yeah, I mean, you get 1,800 pounds of animal on two legs that really should stay on all fours, and you're going to have some problems. Yeah. And so, yeah, when, when, if everything is frozen, like you said, traction's already a concern just as the cows walk around and, and you leave more stuff on the ground rather than, you know, scraping it totally clean just to have a sheet of ice on the top of it. That makes a lot of sense. But uh, yeah, also any cows that are likely to be jumping around and, and acting crazy, like you said, if they're in heat, uh, get them separated to avoid any problems and injuries from that kind of stuff. That That's something that I wouldn't have thought of. Yeah, that and I think my favorite job, if I had to pick a new job on the farm right now, would probably be milking because our milkers have propane heaters in the parlor <laughs> to keep the equipment from freezing. Yeah. and. It's nice and toasty in the parlor right now, so at least the girls get a chance to warm up while they're getting milked and 
I definitely envy that job. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Any deep drifts out there? You said you do get some drifting, even uh, even though you're sheltered a little bit more than like Sue Mass and Linden is in the wind. Um, not in the barn. We're our barn is pretty set up um, to have lots of curtains and doors closed and that kind of thing. So in the barn, no drifts. Um, we do have to do a slight amount of plowing, so that way our milk trucks and our mm. grain trucks and we haul corn silage between our main home farm location and our Jersey farm. So making sure to keep those things accessible so we can still receive deliveries on a normal basis. Now your Jersey farm, that's where, is that where Enrique is at? Yep. Mendoza dairy. Yeah. So, you know, I've now had you on my podcast a few months back and then I believe in my, yeah, season one of real food, real people podcast. I had uh, Enrique Mendoza on uh, who you work with there in in that capacity. Again, talking with Brianna DeBrian, uh, herd manager out at Vendelin Farms. I'm Dylan Honkoop. This is The Farming Show here on KGMI News Talk 790. Uh, bright and early on your New Year's morning, um, ringing in the new year in a very chilly fashion. Well, I, it's amazing how, how warm these uh, temperatures in the 20s and above have felt as compared to the teens and even single digits. What, what's the coldest it got out uh, by the farm there? Um, ooh, that's a hard question. I would probably say around 9 or 11. Okay. Okay. Yeah, right I saw five at my place once, but thankfully, yeah, you're probably a little bit more sheltered. That that Nugent's Corner, almost kind of Nugent's Corner microclimate, not quite as cold, but still nine degrees. That's painfully cold. Well, what do the cows act like? Is it affecting them? I mean, they're a little upset that they can't go romp around outside <laughs> like they'd like to. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, their day is staying pretty normal. They're getting fed on time. They're still going to the parlor. I mean, all of those, they're happy because they don't have to go through the foot bath this week. <laughs> <laughs> so their schedule is right around normal. I think that it definitely affects us trying to keep them content, but yeah. their schedule is pretty much staying on track. Just uh, for people who don't know, explain what the foot bath is and then explain why you aren't doing it this way. I'm assuming because it would freeze up, but explain what that is. Yeah. So we run twice a week, a copper sulfate foot bath that helps prevent um, hairy heel warts and also foot rot in cows, which are two common feet issues that we'll see that'll cause lameness and um, them. And then once a week, we also run a formaldehyde foot bath that hopefully catches the things that the copper sulfate won't necessarily do, improves hoof health, keeps their feet nice and hard. Um, we don't do it because it also provides a lot of extra water on the ground because they're walking through something wet and then yeah. making tracks. <laughs> yeah. So... Don't want that in the freezing weather. No, and I'm assuming they'd like not to get their feet wet when they're already cold. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, about that, it seems like, if I recall, it, when I interviewed you on the Real Food, Real People podcast, we got into, at one point, talking about dairy breeds and genetics and what cows actually like and how you know cows oftentimes like different things than we as humans think. Think and one of those things I've re I recall, and I don't remember if we discussed this or if it was with somebody else, but cows actually don't actually like cool temperatures, right? Not maybe not this cold, but 
like what upper 30s lower 40s is kind of where cows are happiest oh yeah no that's a very comfortable temperature for him i was gonna say i mean the cold in the, like the 20s isn't ideal you'll see a little bit of a drop in milk production because we're not moving around as much but it is way better to have cows at 20 than it is to have cows like over the summer when we had those 100 degree days they're much more comfortable in the cold weather yeah, what a year of extremes, huh? And to now be dealing with this extended stretch of quite cold weather. Not quite record setting, but pretty close. And, you know, how many months ago uh, what were we, you know, there in June dealing with record heat? Um, it's just flipping all the, the things that you had to do then, I'm sure, to, to take care of their cows on, on its head. To, to, I guess at the same time, if I recall you saying, you had to keep them inside then too, not let them go outside um, to keep them out of the heat. Yeah, the barn is the best controlled environment we can possibly give them. Obviously, how, how much do you guys, you know, your cows get out in the barnyard than in times of better weather where it's not super hot or super cold, right? Yeah, um, we do have pasture access for our dry cows and our close-up cows. And then mm -hmm. our, um, our late lactation cows and our mid-lactation cows in the bigger pens actually have outside access as well as inside access with their barn. So they've got a feeding trough that's outside and a feeding trough that's inside and um, a brush for itching and enrichment both inside and outside. As we continue the uh, theme of extreme weather, we had the extreme heat in June. We're talking about the extreme cold that we've ex been experiencing now. What about uh, the extreme wet that we had? I know that affected a, a lot of farms and dairy farms in November. How did you guys fare there? Where you're situated, do you flood much? How bad was it? We are, um, Jerry calls our farm Eden because <laughs> <laughs> we are situated in the spot to where, um, we don't get direct flooding at either locations um, on Massey Road or off Highway 9. But we did run into a problem of being able to get employees to work. Um, I myself was stuck up here on South Pass and there was no way to get in and out of the farm. But we're very grateful for the people that live um, on farm and really close walking distance to the farm. And they're able to hold the fort down for a few days. But other than that, besides our um, manure system getting nice and full of rainwater, um, other than that, we did really remarkably well. Well, that's fortunate that you weren't in a geographically you weren't in a position where you were even though you guys are f quite close to the nooksack river you weren't in a spot where there was water running through the barns or any of you know terrible things like that no we'll just have to go through and really check our fields and make sure when everything thaws and it comes springtime and we're ready to start making food for the cows that our fields are you know don't have flood debris and logs and all of those sorts of things that come with the river rising and going into crop fields okay so everything that we've gone through this year the heat the flooding now the cold 
I, I say this year, I, it's the kind of thing, I don't really write checks much anymore, but I'm the kind of person who keeps writing the last year on checks for like four months after the, so I'm going to be saying this year, meaning 2021 <laughs> for a few months now, even though here we are in 2022, the first day of it. Um, what would you, what would your preference be of everything that, that uh, 2021 threw at us? Um, if you had to put up with one or the other, what would it be? You know, honestly, I would take it all. I think that with all of the extremes and all of the things, we learned how to be better farmers through the end of it. And today I'm actually celebrating Mendoza's three years of being open and a milking herd. And I think that all of the things that we learned this year will only help us for the following year. So flooding and snow and extreme heat they're not comfortable but you do learn the most when it's uncomfortable if uh, folks want to learn more about you they can uh, go to the real food real people podcast on their favorite podcast platform whether that's spotify or apple podcasts or there's a host of other ones also realfoodrealpeople.org um and then our social media if you just rewind any of those uh channels back a little bit you can find i should have dug up which episode you were maybe i can do that here while i'm i'm chatting with you brianna de brian i guess i listed you got married between when i interviewed you and when your podcast actually went live didn't you so your last I, name changed on me. Yes, it did. I went from a Parmentier to a Brian. So I think you're listed as Parmentier on on the podcast. So that's what you can look for. And I will soon uh, dig up what ep- yeah, episode number 74. If, if people want to find out more about you um, and as in that regard, you, you're in some ways new to this dairy farming world in that you didn't grow up on a dairy farm. Uh, have you ever been through a winter situation like this? Luckily, my first farm experience was over at WSU in Pullman, Washington. <laughs> they so, have cold weather there, I hear. Uh, yes. Um, I would say Burr. Pullman definitely taught me about the extreme heat and the extreme cold. <laughs> Uh, well, Wedding is new. Yeah, for sure. And uh, speaking of you getting married, you married into the DeBryan family. Uh, your husband involved with his family um, raising calves. How have things been going for those folks, too? That has to have some special challenges, too, as they keep the little ones warm and healthy and comfortable. Yeah. Um, the main thing I can stress is calf jackets are key. Little calf blankets yeah. will make a big difference on getting that newborn definitely up and running. Um, you see a lot of farmers cause I sometimes get to go with my husband and go pick up calves on multiple different dairy locations. Um, but yeah, heat lamps, people are putting a lot of straw, um, extra milk just to keep their bellies full and warm. Yeah. Um, yeah, cow, cows of all sizes uh, probably burn a lot more calories in the cold, don't they? They do, and babies are born with nice baby fat that helps give them that little boost of energy, and we yep. want to be able to keep their baby fat on as long as possible. So putting a blanket on, putting them in deep straw, giving them a heat lamp are all things that are going to make that process a little bit easier. 
Brianna DeBrian, herd manager out at uh, Vendellen Farms in Everson. Thanks for taking the time to chat with us here on the Farming Show this morning. Happy New Year to you. Best of luck as it looks like things may not be as cold, but still not warm um, for the foreseeable future. And I keep seeing snowflakes pop up in the forecast, even though they tell us at this point, we really have no idea exactly what to expect. So good luck to you. And uh, thank you again for being here this morning. Happy New Year.